1: G-Shawn, J Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Dan Graziano at ESPN NFL Insider, of course, with us. on, What's up, DJ? Hi guys. What's, What's up, it? Danny? Doing great. How you guys doing? Smoke the up. air from the wildfire. Yeah. You're pumped this morning, huh? Oh yeah. Dan's ready to go.
2: I'm ready to go. Why wouldn't I be? Okay. why, why does everybody seem
3: surprised? We're no, just, no, no, no. I just <laughs> I I like it. I like the adrenaline rush. Let's go. <laughs> what do we got? What are we talking what, about? You want to
2: What's do some like we're wasting time. Let's go, Matt. Let's do it. Hot news, not news? Hot
1: news or it. not news? I'm in. Here we go. Hot news or not news is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Dan Graziano, Stefan Diggs showed up but didn't show up to minicamp. Hot news or not news? This
2: is hot news. Stephon Diggs is upset. About what? We're not exactly sure. But uh, there is some issue between him and the team. You could tell from Sean McDermott's comments and Josh Allen's comments yesterday that there's something they have to work through. Uh, There's some optimism in Buffalo that they will be able to work through it. And frankly, there aren't a lot of other solutions. They can't really trade him uh, based on his contract. But hot news that there are issues between a star receiver Stephon Diggs and the Bills.
4: Well, you're speaking of receiver. You know, yes. I speak wide receiver, Dan, very well. <laughs> I'm fluent in every area. You wrote area. some of the dictionary, in <laughs> <He> fact. <did. laughs> That's That is correct. This smells like bad communication to me, Dan. Yeah. The end of last season, things didn't go so well with implementing him into the offense with Ken Dorsey. So, you know, it was one of those deals where it's like, we love you, man. We, you know, it's my fault. It's my fault, Stephon. We're gonna, we're gonna change. We, we know we got to get you to football. We know we got to do these sort of things. You're the guy. We're gonna bring in some help to lift the coverage. All of those things. He get back this off season. He's like, well, wait a minute, man. Y'all told me in January you were gonna do this, 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 and this. But here we are doing the same things. I, I don't want to deal with this. I dealt with this in Minnesota. Y'all better fix this. That's what he's saying. I I can almost guarantee you that without knowing because, again, I do speak wide receiver.
3: Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm with you both. I mean, the actual quote that Josh Allen said, internally, we're working on some things, not football related. Steph, he's my guy. I blanking love him. He's a brother of mine. This This does not work. What we're doing here without him.
4: Mm. That's uh, hot, news. hot news. Quarterback's got your his quarterback back. Quarterback talks but, about but your and, wide receiver and, that and way. Real quick before hot you move news. on, Max. Go real on. quick before you move on, Dan. Yeah. Mini camp, correct? Yeah. So he's going to be fined yes. a Uh-oh. significant amount of money yes. because it's. It's mini camp. Mandatory. Mandatory. And those fines
2: don't always help, you know,
1: relationships between players and teams. See what mm, he's Mike. doing the old Colombo. He's going to be like, right when we think we're going to move on, he's going to say, uh, one more thing. One more he's
4: thing. He's going to well because uh, because, yeah, minicamp, I just, I was thinking about that, that money, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is scorching hot news. Are we kidding? Every year they're supposed to win the Super Bowl. This oh, is one yeah. of the best tandems you ever want to see. They're incredible together. The receivers got paid. It's not about the money, and he's not in many ca- Oh, oh, DeAndre Hopkins will visit the Patriots. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano? Well, I think
2: it's hot news. I mean, I, I think he would be a, a, a big addition for them at a position where, that, I, frankly, they need some help. They need some star power. They need somebody like him that can be relied upon to produce. I mean, they have a lot of question marks at that wide receiver position, so I think it's hot news, especially if they sign him.
4: Damn you, Dan. It's hot news, and you are one of the best investigative reporter types that we have at ESPN and in sports in general, but you bury the lead. You know how? Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins together again? Yeah. After the messy divorce in Houston? That's an You're issue. you damn right it's hot news. Yeah. This this tells me that Bill Belichick really needs a wide receiver to the point that he is now going to bring in a guy who torched Bill uh, uh, O'Brien when he yeah. left the building in Houston. Right, Dan? Yeah. He, that, oh, this is going to be something to watch. There going to
2: have to be some smoothing over that yes. has to happen if,
3: uh, if they are to— pull this off i don't think that's news at all because i don't see d hop going to the pats where's he gonna go i mean tennessee keep looking at i'd rather go to tennessee than go with the pats yeah. and then deal back with bill o'brien and then also look at mac jones i'll but tell you why what, bill why o'brien
2: in houston was the gm and the head coach as a head coach he was pretty good To DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins had a lot of production. As the GM, uh, he didn't want to pay him, and he traded him, and I think that's where the bad blood was. So can Hopkins put that aside and play for him?
1: We'll see. traded him without consulting his quarterback, by the way, Deshaun oh, yeah. Watson. And, and, whole traded him, and, and trading, he got fired for all of it. Yeah, And got and a traded terrible him. return.
4: Think about it. He traded him for a bag of nickels, some potato chips, and Skittles.
1: Yeah, everyone knows you trade a t- an elite run- uh, an elite wideout in his prime that has great chemistry with an elite quarterback for a running back. That wasn't, always goes really well. Hey, um, yeah. this is hot news. But you know what I think the hottest news about it is? That his market isn't that hot. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins' market is limited. Is I, I don't know what it is. I guess I had. I mean, I don't. When am I watching Arizona on red zone? If they're in the red zone, so I don't know. But I, he looks pretty good to me. Whenever I've seen him recently, I think he still looks pretty good. But apparently, the league doesn't. Damn. I'd love him on the Giants, Cleveland.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's. I think there has been some interest from Cleveland, but he's not currently scheduled to visit them. And he visited Tennessee and he's visiting New England. So we have to list them as the two most interested teams since he's actually, you know been in their buildings or going to be in their building.
1: Odell Beckham yeah. Jr. is on the practice field. Hot news or not news, Dan? I think it's hot
2: news because yeah. this guy's coming off major injury, didn't play last year, and I-, I think the fact that he's able to be out there practicing in June is very encouraging for his prospects and therefore
4: Lamar Jackson's. Hot news, everything Dan just said. I'll back it right up 100%. Same for me. Exactly. Odell Beckham Jr. and Lamar Jackson. We asked this on This
1: Just In yesterday, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, Handsome most. Uh, most intriguing, I asked Teddy Bruschi, new quarterback-receiver combination, a tandem. And he mentioned Rodgers and Wilson, and I get it. But to me, intriguing is this. What does Odell Beckham have left? Can he stay healthy? That's number one. Is he most of the guy who's on his way to winning MVP of the Super Bowl? And then two is, if he is that, what can Lamar Jackson be with a receiver like that? I can't wait to see this. Texans head coach D'Amico Ryan says there will be an open quarterback competition going into training camp. Hot news or not news?
2: It's not news because that's what they always say in this situation. <laughs> fact is if C.J. Stroud can handle it, he's going to be the guy. Exactly.
4: <laughs> uh, not news. I hate to do this again, Dan, but I echo everything you just yeah, said. I mean, come on. When you draft a guy, no matter what the quarterback situation or position situation, it's always – yeah, it's gonna be a competition to it's not a competition. It won't be a competition as they enter into the regular season. CJ Stroud will probably most likely be the starter depending on how they feel about where the team is in terms of protecting their quarterback.
3: Well, Kid okay, the, the latter part is exactly the part, right? Like, you know, give a guy enough time to actually get acclimated to the league instead of throwing him to the Wolves right away. But if CJ C- Stroud <laughs> is CJ Droud, if CJ Stroud is ready to go, then he'll go.
1: Yeah, this is actually, Davis Mills in this situation is a little dangerous because he's just good enough to (laughs) delay a guy who's still learning from playing, but you want the young guy to play. So no, I don't believe it's an actual, it may be a competition, but the winner of the competition may not actually be the guy who starts. Let's put it that way early on. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson pledged to be at training camp whether or not he's got a new deal hot news or not news Dan Ross I mean, I'll
2: defer to the guy that speaks wide receiver but to me this is like room temperature news right like like it, it, I would lean toward not news because I don't think there's any chance the Vikings aren't going to sign Justin Jefferson I think you and I could do the deal right now it, it's obvious what it's going to be uh, and and I'm sure Justin Jefferson knows that too so I don't think there's an issue here
4: not not news at all we're we're waiting on a couple guys guy like T Higgins what yes. are they going to do with him so i got i don't know what it was that they picked up the fifth year option what is it 20-something million, so I'm okay, I'm good, I know I'm protected, yeah. I don't want to be a distraction, but there's a couple guys yeah. that they're working on new deals with, let's see where they come C. D. in at. C.D. Lamb. Yeah, C.D. Yeah, yeah. Lamb, yeah, all yeah. Of, yeah, and I'm good, man, I'm just going to stand on the sidelines for a couple weeks.
3: Yeah, not news, I mean, you have to have security to show up to training camp without a deal just to know everything's going to be fine, I'll be fine, he'll be alright.
1: Not news, and, and he's a great receiver, and he's entering his prime, and... Everybody knows what time it is. Everyone him. knows what time it is, exactly. Saquon Barkley isn't happy about how his contract negotiations <laughs> have played out. Hot news or not, Newsday Raziano. It's
2: hot news because it's an unresolved issue for the Giants. Like, they have to figure out how they can keep this guy happy. Are they going to continue to play hardball and say, look, we're good with you playing on the franchise tag. If you want to sit out, that's your business. We'll figure something else out. Uh, but I don't think that's the right way to go vis-a-vis their locker room, uh, vis-a-vis their team ownership. I think they have to get something figured out with this guy.
4: Again, hot news, following Dan, everything he said and then some, you got to figure it out with Saquon Barkley. He is the key to your offense. Don't get delusional and think Daniel Jones is the reason that you got to the playoffs and had a playoff win. Don't get delusional at all because Saquon Barkley was the main reason your offense was successful. It was not Daniel Jones. So if you alienate him a well-liked guy within that locker room, you're getting ready to alienate this entire team, both on the defensive side and the offensive side. And I believe some people on the coaching staff will feel the same way.
3: So, Key, I agree with what you said full-heartedly. Dan, I will ask you, aren't they trying to franchise tag the wrong guy? Shouldn't they have franchise tagged Daniel Jones? Yes, but uh, if they had franchised Daniel Jones, Saquon would have been a
2: free agent. You can only franchise one guy. So they, wouldn't, they So signing Jones
1: and franchising Saquon was the way to keep both. So Saquon Barkley is, has done everything they've asked. The, oh, he doesn't run between the tackles. He runs between the tackles. He doesn't block and protect. Yes, he does. Now he does. He does everything, plus he catches passes, which he's always done. Mm-hmm. But more than that, and the reason they got to pay him, he's not being unreasonable. And as a franchise, you cannot send the signal – that, hey, we're going to ask you to run through all the brick walls, and then when you do, you're never going to get rewarded. They're going to have to come to a compromise. I'll also say this. There is no one in the NFL better at turning, something, turning turning nothing into something. He can turn there's no gain here. This is a tackle for a loss into, oh, my God, he broke off 40 yards. He, you got to pay this guy. It doesn't have to pay him at the top of the market, but you got, he has some leverage here. It's not like he has none. All right. That's Dan Graziano, ladies and gentlemen. I to bring
3: the energy, Dan. That's right. I see you. Hot news. A key he
1: <laughs> speaks, not only speaks receiver fluently and as a first language, but actually contributed many uh, or much to the actual dictionary of receiver. So he's going to interpret some stuff and explain what's really going on in Buffalo with Stephon Diggs, KJM.
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. You can check us out on ESPN2 until 8 a.m., on ESPN U until 10 a.m. So what's going on in Buffalo? The Buffalo Bills and Stefan Diggs's agent, Adisa Bakari, who spoke with ESPN's Adam Schefter, said that Diggs was in the building Monday and was present Tuesday morning. Bakari said that Diggs took his physical, met with McDermott and general manager Brandon Bean over the past two days, and, quote, Mm. will be there for the entirety of minicamp, end quote. Per the Bills, Diggs left the facility before Tuesday's practice. He was not present for any portion of the team's practice, on the outdoor field at the facility. But this is really what put this on my radar, like, oh, wait a minute. Because a lot of times, you know, you, people have worked stuff out behind. You don't know what the story is. Maybe he had, you know, whatever. Maybe the team is aware and it's okay. But when Sean McDermott, the Bills head coach, said, you're going to hear the question and listen to this response, that's when, when I, was, I was like, huh? Wait a minute. Listen to this.
2: Steph is not here. Everybody else is here at the current time.
1: How i are you about that.
2: No, very concerned. Yeah, very concerned. I'm not going to get into. And listen, I respect everyone's everyone's questions and what they want to know about our team. Right now, I'm just I'm not going to get into into that anymore. So we'll talk about practice. Happy to do that. Happy to answer those questions. And we'll move forward from there.
3: Ooh, key. Really, very concerned. How you guys very concerned, but now we're not going to talk about it. That's addressed. Oof. Now we're moving on.
4: <laughs> what do you think, Key? Well, it's not money because he's one of the highest paid receivers. He just did a deal, I don't know, last year. So that's not the issue. I think there's there's some communication issues that there's some communication breakdown. In um, Stefan Diggs, whenever you go talk to the coach and the general manager, it's most likely you are not on the same page with the offensive coordinator, and you feel a certain way about the game situation, game plans, uh, what the playbook looked like, what they told you when the season was over, you know what they told you during the offseason. And then you come back and you look up stuff or you have a certain conversation with guys and they you, they're talking off both sides of their, their mouth, it becomes a bit of an issue. I've seen it. I've dealt with it as a person uh, in the NFL, but I've also seen it. And this is where players say, you know what, man, never mind. I'm, I don't I don't feel like dealing with y'all right now because y'all sitting up here making stuff up and saying stuff that's not true and you're not living to your word. That, that's the way I see it. Now, if there's some other stuff that comes out later on, then that's different. As it stands right now, though, there's some major communication breakdown between Stefan Diggs in the offensive side of the football. Key, what about the fact – I
1: just want to follow up one thing. What about the fact that Coach admits publicly he's very concerned? That, like a lot of times this stuff will go on, but, you know, well, you know, he won't we're, – we're focusing on who's here or, or, you know, we're dealing with that in-house,
4: right? Why would he say he's very concerned publicly unless he's trying to put pressure on Diggs? Because Stephon Diggs probably went ham on him. Probably, you know, went in there and really voiced his opinion on how he feel about the situation. Like, whatever the situation is, he went in and he told them, man, y'all, blah, 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 blah. You know, and they, oh, well, we're going to work with you. We really love you. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. This is the same thing they said in Minnesota. This is the same thing y'all did in Minnesota. It's the same thing that went on there. I ain't going for it. And they like, oh, okay. So, sometimes... They don't know how to handle certain situations as coaches. So you've got to have somebody. Maybe there's a Von Miller that comes along now. You'll see in a day or so, Von Miller and him in a picture when he's back at camp, standing next to each other, giving him a hug. You'll see that. That'll start to surface at some point in time because they don't know how to handle this. Key, they don't know how to handle this.
3: Key, go back to the divisional game where they got beat up by the Bengals, 27-10. Mm-hmm. to 10. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's a viral video where literally Diggs mm. is going at Josh Allen the on, end the of last line, yep. Yep. on the sideline. On the sideline. And there were reports that he darted out of the locker room after the game. And one of his teammates had to go out and address him in the hallway and literally try to bring him back into the locker room. So, like, obviously there's something there between Allen and Diggs and how head coach is going to handle that. But, like, that that was a defining moment that I was like that that seems like that's unsolved.
1: Yes, Jay, I'm glad you no, pointed it's, it's, that it, out.
4: Yeah, it's it's certainly unsolved. That's why I said before. Yeah. That, whatever no. they communicated with him at the conclusion of the season, they made some sort of promise communication. Hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do better. And he gets there. And he's taking a look and he's seeing or whatever, and it's not going
1: that so, way. So, They gave him the. He's like, You're not giving me the, the okie doke. The okie doke. Yes. <laughs>
4: he yeah. me. I, look, this right here. I'm going right. You go right, but the, he really went left. That's mm-hmm. just, it's the okie doke. It's the Pull okie a,
1: doke. So, what does Josh doke. Allen have to say about all this? Here's Josh Allen on Stefan Diggs.
6: Oh, I know internally we're, we're working on some things, um, not football related, but, you know, Steph, he's my guy. Excuse my I love him. He's, he's a brother of mine. You know, this does not work, what we're doing here, without him. You know, we, we we wish he was in here today and was out there on the field with us, and that's, that's not the case, but I've got his back no matter what. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you, Key?
4: Well, he's doing some cleanup. That's what it tells me. It means Josh Allen is doing some cleanup. He wants to extend an olive branch to Stefan Diggs and kind of let him know, you, you, we good. This won't work without you. I need you. So he's, he's he's extended a little bit of olive branch to him so that they could try to get on the same page. But when guys are ticked off, it's hard to get them back. They, they won't trust you. And in that playoff game, as Jay mentioned, Stefan Diggs is going ham because Josh Allen is doing stuff with the football. Maybe Stefan Diggs was open and he's throwing the ball to somebody else. And he's forcing it. This happens. This is, this is part of it. Um, I'm just shocked that it it is still going on right now in a mini camp. We like, showed, I'm shocked at that.
1: We showed just now on ESPN two a graphic that shows you Josh Allen's career numbers before Diggs and since Diggs, uh, big difference. Of course, look, part of that is his natural development, and he would have gotten better probably even without Diggs, but not like this. I mean, just like with Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, and the fact that they never did this with Lamar. If you go get a developing quarterback with a lot of raw talent, and piece by piece you build around him, and that is the finishing touch. You bring in an elite receiver. So so what I like about what I'm hearing from Josh Allen, Key, is he's no fool. You know, he's not so arrogant. No. Sometimes these quarterbacks can get so arrogant they feel like, oh, I don't really need – he he realizes, no, no, I well, need this guy. You also, the, you-
3: the pressure point, Key, uh, just like we talked about at the beginning of the show in the 6 o'clock hour, we started off our whole show with the conversation – like, who needs an NBA championship the most? Mm. And it's easy for that to transition right into who needs the Super Bowl the most. And you cannot tell me that Ooh. every single year when we're talking about Josh Allen as the favorite odds to win the MVP, like, that's a leverage point for a guy like Diggs. Oh, you need it. We need it. We're there. You need me. I need something in return. Yeah, yes. but, but,
4: but it's more it, uh, – Stefan Diggs, who I know very, very well um, – it's not about the touches and the numbers, right? So let's 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 stop that before that even gets started out there in the public world. It's about being able to participate to help your team win without standing around in 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 important games being a cardboard cutout. Mm-hmm. What does that what I mean, mean, by key? Yeah, that means a cardboard cutout. You know how you go in the store and the guy's standing there, and all he is is a cutout, and you can take a picture with him.
5: Question,
1: That's, question, Key, is he okay? A lot of times, I'll hear from star receivers who get
4: bad press right well, i was gonna get into that but we ain't got no time we could
1: get all right coming it. up i have yeah. a question to ask you about that i have a i have a question that leads from what you just said and also we got to get into what's next for the miami heat kjm
0: have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in america two things stand out that bikers love about electric number one the majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them number two By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Passion,
5: drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn J. Will and Max Podcast. Keyshawn J. Will and Max
1: ESPN Radio. ESPN. We're presented by Progressive on, Insurance it. and joined now by Brian Windhorst himself, ESPN NBA insider, host Wendy. of Brian Windhorst and the Hoop Collective Podcast. What up, you can what up, follow what up? him at, I'm sure you already do, at Windhorst ESPN. Morning, Brian. Good morning, guys. So we've been talking about it a lot this morning. Now that Nikola Jokic has won his championship, and I think that retroactively kind of justifies the regular season MVPs, like it shoots him up the all-time list, that championship, because now you look at what he's done in the regular season, at least I do differently, who most needs to win the
6: title now in the NBA, you think, Wendy? That's a really good one. I haven't even gotten to that in my head. You know, um, I'm gonna give you you some know options. I think that there's going to be, obviously you've got some pressure in Phoenix for because of what they paid for Kevin Durant. Um, and look, they were there. They were there a couple of years ago, and they made the finals. And Devin Booker is, in my view, right there as one of the uber-elite players in the league. Um, you know, he missed some time this year with injury. He was a first-team All-NBA player last year. He would have been uh, arguably a first-team All-NBA player this year. He certainly was one of the best players in the playoffs um, over the first two rounds. So um, considering the skin they have in the game and everything they traded – uh, I think the Suns under are under some measure of pressure, um, you know, to – and, you know, the fact that they fired a pretty successful head coach, um, you know, in Monty Williams, they're under some level of pressure to make a serious run at it next year.
3: Wendy, I, I will say with the level of dysfunction, it, it feels like with everything happening with Jay Crowder – with uh, what happened with Robert Sarver, then Matt Ishibia coming in, with obviously them exiting on Monte Williams, uh, with bringing in KD, him dealing with a little bit of injury, coming off injury. For them to be in that series, it does feel like out of all the teams that competed against Denver, Phoenix had the best shot, and they didn't have all the pieces. They didn't even have CP3 healthy. So having the right pieces, it feels like the upside is there for Phoenix moving into next year. But going against Going to the team that played against Denver in the NBA Finals, what do we what jersey do we think Heat fans will be buying this summer? Will that be a Dame jersey? Will that be a Bradley Beal? Who do you see as the best fit to play with Jimmy Butler and Bam for Pat Riley?
6: Yeah, I don't. Right now, I don't get the vibe that Dame Willard is going to be available. Um, we'll see what happens after next week and, and after the the free agent season, where I think the Blazers have some big plans. I know that everybody has put his name out front uh, because of the way he, you know, what he said at the end of the season. But in my conversations, I'm getting the impression that Dame is still very committed there and that the Blazers moves and what they're trying to do are there to support Dame. So I would not put Dame on the front of the of the trade situation right now. I mean, again, let's pay attention to what I said right now. Um, as for Beal, I think it's a little bit different. Um, Michael Winger, the new team president, basically came out and put it on the table last week when he said that ownership has given him clearance to do a full rebuild. And he hasn't made up his mind yet, but he hasn't I've known Michael Winger for 18 years. Um he doesn't say something like that unless he's being very very cautious. And so I don't think it's a guarantee that the Wizards will trade Bradley Beal. I just think over the last 3 or 4 years when we've heard Bradley Beal rumors I don't think they've ever been super legitimate, but I do think right now before the draft, if they're going to do it, it would be now. And I think that the Heat would be at the front of it. And I'm going to tell you, if Bradley Beal gets traded between now and next Thursday, I think people are going to be very surprised at the price. Mm. and how potentially low it's going to be, mm. because his contract is not attractive. Um, and especially going forward, uh, what it would mean to have a $50 million player on your team that may not be you know, a first or second uh, All-NBA type player. Um, and that's if. I'm not saying they're going to, but if they do it. Uh, and also the thing is this. Bradley Beal controls any trade. One of the most surprising things that happened last summer, although it was low-key, was that when the Wizards gave Beal the Supermax extension, the $250 million extension, which I did not think was a no-brainer, to be honest with you. Uh, it was a no-brainer if they wanted to keep him. They gave him a no-trade clause. I mean, this is something that like, Kobe Bryant had. You know, and when you have a no trade clause, people think, oh, well, that means that you won't be traded to a place you don't want to go. Yes, of course, that's what it means. But it's more than that. It also means that you control what you get traded for. You don't want to go to a team like, you know, if, if Donovan Mitchell had his choice in a no trade clause. I don't think he would have had the the Cavs give up all that stuff for him. If Kevin Durant had a no-trade clause, I don't think he would have let the Suns give up all those things for him. Why hurt your team's ability to improve around you later? So um, if that happens, I think that will be a surprise to the league.
4: Wendy, if this does happen, though, is is Bradley Beal the hottest thing on the trade market? Will he be the hottest thing on the trade market? And what will the assets look like in return?
6: That's the thing. I think if we're, we live in a world where last summer Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell went for these king's ransoms, and you know Bradley Beal is a guy who has been very, people love the idea of him being traded. The Wizards have never done it. Um, you know, I you could argue that Beale is you know at least on those guys' level maybe a step ahead, and I suspect if he gets traded, it would be for a fraction of that, of that. And so that's why you look at a team like the Miami heat, who you may look at and say, well, they don't have stuff coming out of their ears to trade. I would say generally not compared to what the Suns gave up for Durant, not compared to what the Cavs gave up for Mitchell. But if they find the right deal, I think that they could, I I think training for Dayton Willard is going to cost potentially a lot more, believe it or not, than it would be to trade for Bradley Beal because of, you know, he's played 90 games the last two years total and because uh, that contract, in whoever trades for Bradley Beal, if that happens, I can't say if enough, um, inherits the same no-trade clause. He would, you know, If you then wanted to move on from him in a year or two, you'd have the same, the same problem. So um, I think you know, that's, that's definitely one thing to look at. As far as elsewhere in the league, there's been some uh, feel out there that the Pelicans want to move up in this draft. They have the 14th pick right now and that they may want to move up in this draft. Um, And I I think it would be premature to say that they've made any offers of players. I don't want to go that far, but obviously you don't have to be a next level genius to realize that if they want to move way up in the draft, you're looking at potentially making Zion Williamson available. That would be a fascinating decision. Mm. Um, but if the Pelicans are serious about moving up, I think it must be something that they're considering.
4: Mm. Wendy, this is the part of the show where we dedicate a conversation, and Jay hates this around the Lakers. Uh, what, what are the Lakers going to do? <laughs> what are the Lakers going to do? Are we going to try and chase CP3 if he's available? Are we going to do Kyrie? Is there
6: James Harden in our future? What, what are we doing? You know, I, I think the Lakers are going to have, even if they wanted to, to go all in on cap space, which is, you know, say goodbye to, uh, you know, some of the guys that they acquired last year, particularly Rui Hachimura. That's the guy who, if you said goodbye to, would probably bite the most. They're not going to be able to get to the money that you that you would need to get to a Hardner, a Kyrie, unless those guys were really willing to take a a pretty big pay reduction. The Lakers could maybe get to thirty-four, thirty-five million million, $35 in space. And that's, again, with, with hollowing out their team a little bit, they would be able to keep Austin Reeves in that structure. I don't think that's feasible to get Kyrie or Harden. I do think it's feasible if you're interested in Fred Van Vliet, uh-huh. uh, which I think there's going to be some interest in. And I think the Lakers' challenge position is point guard. Um that's you know, because I think Russell is a is a good player, but I don't know if he's a player that they that if that you're gonna dedicate a bunch of money to if you're chasing a championship. See you later, D'Angelo but, Russell. But the come thing, on. Come well on, the right. thing about it is a lot of good teams want Fred Van Vliet. So I don't know I will point out though, Fred Van Vliet recently switched agents and hired uh Rich Paul. So, you know, when you have that connection, you have the Lakers, um, (laughs) it's always interesting. I do think you're asking what I think the Lakers are going to do. I think the Lakers' preference is to re-sign Rui Hachimura, is to hold on potentially to Malik Beasley, not because Beasley sets the league on fire, but because he can be used as as part of a trade later on. Um, Re-sign Austin Reeves, and then look for a way to try to upgrade at the point guard position or at least shift at the point guard position. And that's going to be hard. I, I'm not right. going to tell you that there's – a. that's why so many people have connected Chris Paul there because they may need a point guard and may not be willing to pay Russell what he's going to prefer on the open market. Mm. Wendy,
3: we have about 45 seconds here, but I want to go back to what you said about the Pelicans potentially – utilizing Zion Williamson, maybe in a trade, if that's with Charlotte, because you you hear this love infatuation they have with Scoot Henderson, which Scoot is very talented. I just want to make sure we're just, so uh, that's Zion Williamson, they're giving up. Like, they're open for that, you think?
6: Let's put it this way, Jay. I don't want to say right now that they're going to do it, but uh, it is not a secret that the Pelicans want to move high up in this draft. Look at the roster and tell me how they're going to do that without considering trading Zion. Well, the question so, is, too,
3: Wendy, does Zion want to be there? Because you keep hearing all these different reports inside well, about, you know, his attitude there sometimes and weight gain and all these other things. Like, that's no, a real thing, Key. Like, people are talking about that.
6: Right, Wendy? Well, Zion signed an extension with them last summer that hasn't even kicked in yet. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not going to try to get into his head, but, you know, he did sign the, the deal to stay there. And the thing I'll say is, is that this is not just a simple – you know, oh, do this. They were in second place in the Western Conference last year before Zion got hurt. And
1: but Wendy, before
6: Zion got hurt has become a, a, a theme. Yeah, Wendy, before
1: we let you go, we're very heavy so quickly. Do you have any sense of what Zion fetches on the market if they do indeed decide to move him?
6: I got to tell you, his. I don't think his value is die high right now. Mm. Uh, but his, he, has, his, he, has a, he has a contract that protects the Pelicans or whatever team uh, from further injury. It's not fully guaranteed. But obviously his value in January is a lot higher than it would be now after another injury-plagued season. That is Brian
1: Windhorst. We could just keep going on and on with Wendy. Thank you, Wendy.
6: All right, Wendy. Take care.
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot
7: waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do.
1: We were Yo. talking a little, a little, a little earlier in the show, a couple segments ago, before we had Windy on. Yes, gave us a lot of great information um, about Stefan Diggs, that situation, and you were talking since you speak receiver, and in fact contributed mightily to the dictionary, the receiver dictionary. You were talking about what might be going on behind the scenes, since it's not a money thing, right? And and I had a question for you at that point, where. There's some receivers where it's not its not simply, oh, I'm not getting my touches, right? There's more to it than that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there, it, well, I thought you were going to go some more. But he, he gets his touches. It's not about catching a football. It's about winning and contributing when you are uh, trying to win a game. The way we think, so that you know Jay and, and Max, we depend on – 11 people to do their job. And you say, well, wait a minute, it's only 11 out on the field. Who's it? The offensive coordinator, the quarterback, and everybody else. We depend on them to do their job for us to do our job when we are trying to help our team win. If we winning and we blocking and we taking satisfaction in doing that and we winning games and I got two, three touches, we good. We're good. But if you got other options and you're trying to get the football to them, And we're losing to Cincinnati in the playoffs at home because I'm not getting touches. You're not putting him in position to beat my man or beat double coverage. And you're not utilizing me a certain way. We're going to have a problem with that. That's just the way it is. But what happens in the world that we live in is that people see Stefan Diggs not at minicamp or having conversations with the coaching staff and the general manager and Brandon beam. And they automatically assume it's about him getting the football and, and he's, he's being, being selfish. selfish. He's being greedy. All that like, money, mm-hmm. selfish, greedy, and that's not true. That's not true at all. So
3: I hear so, a lot of a lot of. Uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead.
4: How do you ensure that key? Cause, like, cause, and, and,
3: no, wait. I'm saying, how do you ensure that with the coaching staff? How do you ensure that with the quarterback that you're just not hearing word salad again? that it's actually confirmed that these things are actually going to change moving forward.
4: Well, you're taking people's
3: word for it at the end of the day, correct?
4: Yeah, but you you got to take their word for it until such due time that it happens, right? I've been in situations personally where all week long to satisfy me from going off on their ass, they made sure I got the football doing practice. Oh, they're going to do this, do that, do this. It's playing games is what we call it. Then when we get into the game, all of a sudden they're calling the different plays and not putting me in a position to help me and to uh, help them into such due time that they really, really desperately need you and it's out of control. So they want you to be super, you know what Jay and and that creates hostility and friction all the time. It just does. Stefan Diggs is one of the best receivers in his generation in the national football league. He shouldn't be going through this. He shouldn't be going through this. That's why I say, they don't know how to handle him. They don't know how to talk to him, get him to understand certain things. So they think playing games with him is going to make it better. No, it's going to make it worse. So
1: can I, can I try to understand? Let me just talk it through, and you tell me if, it, if I got this more or less right, okay? So we can put the whole thing together, Key. Mm-hmm. So he got paid. It's not about yes. money. Nope. He shows up, and they, he notices, he senses they're giving him the okie doke What he's upset about is not, hey, I need to see the ball more. It's more like, look, if I'm not seeing the ball more, then we need to be winning. It needs to be. If you're using me and you're saying I'm drawing attention or whatever it is, then that's fine as long as we're winning. But when we're losing in the playoffs and I'm not seeing the ball enough, something's got to change. Then he gets there the next year and he can sense certain things and he sees certain things that signal to him – Man, they're just—they're giving me the okie doke. They're not really going to change anything. Yeah, and that's the why he leaves.
4: In the conversations with the offensive coordinators, you know, offensive coordinators think they're brilliant and smart. You know, and they just do. They—they—they they, they talk to you a certain way. They're smarter than you because I'm the offensive coordinator. I'm calling the plays. If you think about Stefan Diggs over the last three years, he got 338 receptions over the last three years in a combination between Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, 338 completions so it's not about the football Kirk Cousins and Jefferson 318 Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey 306 so he's getting the football but when you're not getting me the ball at a time that I can help my team win and you playing games or you looking at other people or you drawing stuff up and you're not making me the primary dude but you paying me like the primary guy it's problematic because again Jay so- I am not a photo op I don't so, want to be standing around agreed. like a damn cardboard cutout.
3: So, can you remember when we talked about you know, how great of a coach Brian Dable is and obviously him coming over from Buffalo and there was going to be challenges for Buffalo's mm-hmm. offense and then obviously yes. Ken Dorsey. Like, how much of this is centered around Ken Dorsey? Because I keep hearing us talk about Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, but Ken Dorsey in particular.
4: Dable's gone. It, 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 A lot of it, just based on my experience, it has a lot to do with offensive coordinators. And yeah. Ken Dorsey is a young offensive coordinator who's an ex-quarterback who probably thinks okay. he has all the answers. So, Stefan Diggs, if you notice, it was only two people in the, in the room per the report. Yep. Brandon being a good friend of mine, general manager – in 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 Coach McDermott. There was no offensive coordinator there. Yep. Because mm. Stefan probably went to him and was like, it yo is. man, I can't deal with can't deal with
3: this there dude. Ain't it y'all wrong with there this it dude. Is. We're
4: always looking to see when an offensive coordinator
1: who's also the play caller leaves what's gonna happen. Dayball went to the Giants, bam, they got a playoff win from out of nowhere. And there's a problem now in Buffalo in his absence. That Jay, I think yeah, I think you hit it right on the man, head. Man, they better
4: it's get a, that dude in the yeah, camp and stop just playing games. Huh?
1: Does Nikola Jokic's path to the title affect how we will view him historically? KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America.